0: I'm Anand Bhatt and you're listening to The Perpetual Brawl. In every episode, we'll dive deep in conversations with some of the most ingenious minds. We'll learn from their experiences which will add value to your life. Occasionally, we'll also be discussing topics that provoke you to broaden your perspective. On today's episode, we have one of India's best freestyle footballers and a holder of two Guinness World Records with us. He is the 2015 Indian All-Round Champion and has performed more than 500 shows in the last eight years. Along with that, he has judged numerous freestyle football competitions. He is also the Asia Pacific representative of the World Freestyle Football Association to promote the sport in the country. Please welcome Mr. Arish Ansari. Hi, how are you?
1: Hi, Anand. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for your time and
0: introduction. So, at the outset, I just like to congratulate you as you will be judging the Red Bull. Street style competition this year. Yeah, that yeah, is and great and news. That was the latest update from the national to the continental and now the world cup. That is really great. So I'm just intrigued on how did this football journey actually begin for you? A uh, Football journey or football freestyle? Football freestyle football. So,
1: journey. I've always been a footballer. I think I played football for my school team in under eight, I guess. Yeah, under eight. And then from there onwards, under 10, 12, 14, so, I continuously played football and then wanted to pursue it professionally also. And uh, I was playing for a club when I got done with school, I went to a college and uh, I was playing for a club, starting my journey towards a professional footballer. And during one of the matches, I got a really bad tackle from it. and I tore my ligament in my right. But at that point of time, I didn't really think much about it and I went down and played for the entire season with a break on. I said. That's okay. We figured out something. I, I went for an x-ray. I didn't get anything bad. in It, it was all okay. Bones were all right. But the ligament was torn, and I didn't know that. I said bones are all right, so muscles are okay. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: didn't believe So I went ahead uh, played the entire season. But then once I had my MRI done, I had three ligaments torn Because one was torn on the day itself. And the other two were because I didn't... Care. So that is how I actually got into freestyle by a um, I was recuperating at home from the injuries. I think we were having a summer vacation at that time around April or May. So I was at home, but then I just wanted to play football. But I couldn't. So ball tha gare pe, I said, you na, let's just schedule the ball in future. Just, let's just stay connected to the, to the ball. So yeah, that's how I just started building the ball. Uh, a friend used to stay right in the next building, I called him, can you do as many levels as me? He said, our challenge." And from there onwards, we kept challenging each other and sometimes probably doing it for four hours, five hours every day, just the ball, no tricks or no skills, just judging the ball during the entire summer vacation for four, five hours every day. And that's how I actually got into freestyle due to an injury and then from football to football freestyle. And then Mm -hmm. from there onwards, I started looking online and seeing if there are other people doing this, other community. Found out it's a whole new sport that is very different from football. And uh, I researched a bit, got to know about the community. And uh, there is a competition happening in football, in a college. So football freestyle in college festivals, is a very common thing at least it, it was a common thing back then so all the i found about it online went thought i'll feed everyone and then nothing like that happened i got to know what my level was met other people met uh, other pre I got to know about the community in bombay itself there were so many people actually practicing it so i got to know about them and a few of them are still my closest friends from all those years ago from Eight, nine years ago, yes, no yeah. looking back after that and just kept on doing. I think I I didn't consider it as a job or a career. That was the best part because I just liked doing it and I enjoyed doing it. So I didn't feel like I was working or, or putting strain on my body or my head. It was just having fun and sometimes getting paid. Yeah. For it.
0: Yeah, that's great. And also, I'm pretty sure that freestyle football requires a lot of foot-to-eye coordination and that requires a lot of practice, right? So, what is your training schedule like? How often do you practice?
1: Yeah, so, uh, there's a term called uh, hand-eye coordination. So, yeah, there's foot-eye coordination also and the
0: mind and your
1: body you need to connect, you need to know how you need to be in sync to pull of those. And uh, interestingly, I've taken a workshop also on hand-eye coordination and how you can train yourself to be better at uh, anything. Be it uh, magic, you can say, or use a flight of hand. So that's all, that's all hand-eye coordination. So similarly, freestyle is also like that. You don't specifically train for that, but then it just comes to So my training schedule um, would be, but the thing is I don't really train that much. Right I focus on other things also, developing myself as a brand and earning a little more rather than pre selling every day. The money needs to come and you realize that at one point of time. But I haven't left pre-sale as well. I have reduced training. My training, initially, when I started, my training used to be I I think so probably one and a half hours in the morning of uh, one aspect. So I'll come to the aspects of pizza also. There are three, four different aspects of pizza. So one, one and a half hours in the morning and then rest, sleep, whatever in the And go back, uh, probably two hours in the evening again. So it somewhere around three and a half, four hours that I used to spend every day, six days a week. This was something I did for I think four, five years. I had to like By hookup, by crook, I had to go out and train. Yeah, there's no other option. So, yeah, that was my training schedule back then. But then as uh, I got busy into other things and uh, got into video editing, so I had my own videos. So I got into editing and all that. So I had to so find time for that too. Plus, studies are also getting done. I had to focus on passing and getting that graduation certificate
0: also. That's that is that is important, yeah.
1: So that's an interesting story. I'll come back to that also. How I got my education. My <laughs> stumbling and falling down, I just did it somehow. But uh, yeah, that was my training schedule back then. But right now, if you ask me, I think I train about seven, eight hours every week, divided between one, one and a half hour every day for three, four days, or probably one hour today, two hours that's how i do it right now and in the other time i focus on making content play training content that i put up specifically for content for youtube tutorials or content that actually works on the social media very different from training clips i still train no matter what, I still find time to do
0: that. And as you are also a completely self-learned uh, football freestyler, so I'm pretty sure that you might have watched a lot of videos of freestylers or footballers. So which one uh, individual in particular has influenced you the most?
1: Okay, yeah, there's a channel called uh, Learn to Freestyle. I think he was the first guy that most of us in the country saw. He was a guy from UK called Conor So he had a channel that had tutorials right from the basic one to the intermediate. All of us used to watch that. But then one channel, one person, if you would say that helped me in this journey would be Conor from Learn to Skate. Very helpful.
0: And also, it's been quite a long time since you started out freestyling. It's been about eight to ten years now. So what changes have you seen in the scenario then to what it is now?
1: Uh, I think I started in 2011, In 10, 11, 12, Yeah, approximately 10 years now. Not really went out, okay, I me it. it didn't happen like that, so gradually I just got it. So when I started back then, I think there were, in all, 50 freestylers practicing the sport in the entire country, be it anywhere, Delhi, Bombay, Chennai, Calcutta, MP. Across the country that everyone knew of, there were I think 50 presellers. And now, I think in Bombay, only we have 75, 80 odd presellers. So that's the progress I've seen. That's one major thing that has happened across the room. The other thing is, no one was actually doing it full time. Everyone did it as a hobby. And something as a side hustle. So that has changed uh, with the advent of social media and apps like Instagram. Of video and all those uh, fast-moving apps, that has changed. People can actually have a career in this. Along with uh, YouTube, also people are actually earning money from it. So that is something that has changed majorly. People have actually found out ways to make uh, good money out of it.
0: And also, you've performed at a lot of uh, shows, showing your skills. So, what has been your most memorable performance?
1: Uh, memorable performance, I would say. Would, I think I'd, I'd say two you know, two memories that I'm very fond of. One would be the first time I went for a, for an Indian Super League. So I, I I performed for Mumbai City at a half half-time show. I think for a couple of seasons. Hmm. So I the first time I went out, there were forty-five, fifty thousand people in the half-time. The players are not their All eyes are on the so many, I was just focusing on what you're doing. So I think I, I love that. I love that rush of all of them watching you and actually caring for you. So that is one that stands out. And then the other one was when I went to Old Trafford. Oh. I was actually refelling in the ground at the stadium. So I wasn't actually there for a big gas search. But then I got a chance to perform in the ground, field. and perform at Old Trafford is a big thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, going I can understand open that. Open. I am, I am a Manchester United fan, so I can understand how so open how open great open. it might have been. Just, just reaching there is
1: a. A uh, big thing, big dream for all of us
0: So uh, let us talk about the couple of Guinness World Records that you hold So what was your uh, mindset while you were preparing for the Guinness World Records And also uh, did you train differently for it or was it the regular schedule that you followed? No,
1: I did train differently for it because it was a very specific kind of record So I had to put another So the uh, backstory of this is I just got operated for my injury That, I, that happened when I started freestyle So all these 5 years okay. I went Without getting operated, I said, no, it's curling, yeah, nothing big, if you heal on the and all that. That uh, rush that I had, I said, okay, curling, we'll manage it. So I didn't get operated for that for five years. It got worse. Um, I got operated in 2015 September. I was back home. And back home, I uh, saw someone posting about Guinness World. Someone posted a throwback from seven, eight years ago that they did a Guinness World the first time I got into freestyle, I knew I had to do freestyle. Not through freestyle or not through football specifically, but I had to do one. That's what I always dreamt of. Coincidentally, when I got operated, I had a lot of time in my hand. There was nothing else to do with freestyle. So I started researching about it. So went to the website, saw the procedures, and I immediately applied. I didn't
0: wait to yoga when I get back to training. Then I just went ahead just because time. you had a lot of time in hand, you thought of applying.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, because there, there was nothing else to do, I couldn't do anything So why not do this? I always wanted to do that and now decide But then I didn't wait to heal uh, and get back to 100% before applying I just applied it And I think uh, a couple of weeks later I got the reply Okay, hey, you are okay to go ahead with this And the previous record or uh, the number that you need to achieve And that, I think that is valid for 6 months So I had to do that in the next 6 months Hmm. And uh, to recover from the injury and the operation I had, we need to work with the physiotherapist and uh, recuperate for at least three months. That was that is what the doctor said. Three months was the recovery time, and six months was the skin is all deadline. I didn't want to wait for six I just yeah, after a month and a half of the operation, I started juggling. I couldn't walk, so I was just sitting down and juggling. And basically, the record was sitting down and sitting juggling. down
0: and juggling. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So I could uh, start jogging and I started training from there on Uh, from one and a half months after my operation I started training and uh, a month of training, after a month of training, when I could walk around and maybe jog a little, I called up to a friend and the officials who were required booked a spot, told them to come at this time and then I think it was in the second attempt itself that I broke the number and the record that they had and I didn't do beyond that, I knew I could do that, I could do more but then I was so excited I <laughs> said, let's go home, let's go home let's go document, and let's get the certificate first and see the rest of
0: it.
1: So the record that they gave me was 48. I had to do more than 48 and I did 53. And six, seven months later, I got a reply, say, okay, I'm not going to perform and then I will send the certificate by mail. So that came for a whole year. From the day I applied. So I applied in September and then I got the certificate in the next, the um, next year. The next year, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how I trained. A
0: yeah, long I, wait, I, but definitely worth it, I'm sure. Definitely
1: worth it. I swear when I got that certificate, I my family collected that I wasn't a home, but when I got home, I mean, you could realize that uh, this is what you had worked for all these years, six, seven years that you're putting uh, your, of your life in this specific thing is finally there in front of you so yeah that, that's an amazing feeling i don't think i can uh, uh, convey it in words i can't describe it in words.
0: yeah that is obviously great and also uh, you are the asia pacific representative of the world freestyle football association so what exactly is the role that you play there
1: Back in 2012, we had our first special football tournament. Some Ramananda from Delhi had organized it, and he was in touch with the federation over. So he got in touch with them. He held up uh, an official championship where the person who wins would crown the official champion of India. He did it in 2012 in Goa. So I, I was a part of it. I, so we traveled to Goa, we competed. Unfortunately, that competition could not complete because uh, it started very cool. And the whole entire event was just... Scrapped down off. to Down to oh, water. Literally. <laughs> Literally down, down to waters, yeah. Literally was down. So, we couldn't complete that. I think we went to the semi-final and after that... But after that, nothing happened. Nothing really happened for the next two years. Red Bull was doing mm. their bit. Red Bull does their own competition called Red Bull 3 that That's their own property. So, mm. they keep doing that uh, year, every other year. But nothing for actually the pre sellers doing for So in two thousand fifteen in two thousand fourteen or fifteen I got in touch with a couple of guys from Bombay itself and we said we I don't think no anyone else is gonna come from outside and say, Hey we are I want to do something for freestyle. I don't think any, anybody is going to do that. So, we took it in their hands. And we found it. The freestylers arriving, they will whatever the booking is, of the hall, or the ground, or anything. And we go ahead, we'll do it, we'll it independently. So, we played to Mumbai. Ke kiya. Along with four other friends, Akshay, Rohit, uh, Roshan, and Chimna. So, four of us, we got together, five of us. And then, we planned everything for the Bombay guys. There was an entity for the competition, I think 300 bucks. That mm-hmm. was an entity. So, the mm-hmm. hall ka, jo, Move, and that went really well. So we had our own jam kind of thing plus a competition uh, where one person was the champion of Bombay. So that went really well. I, I said, Bombay may it, but why not India may do it? Nobody is going to do it from outside. Ke mein so I got in touch with the federation. I told them, so this is what we have planned to do. It's not huge, but then it's something, and something is better than nothing. And I got in touch with the other prefectures of the country across the country. Told them this is what is happening, and everyone is really supporting because. So I told them. Fixed a date, called up all the guys, invited them, booked a bigger hall, and uh, got better brothers from Delhi and other places across country, and uh, we pulled it off. I think there were 26 people in the first official competition that we organized 26 participants From there we had the first campaign in Kuneet We won the first one And from there onwards I think there wasn't any looking back after that We knew okay, it's not a success, so
0: I'm sure big big sakte.
1: If the free are with you, they back you and your community trust you You can do that And yeah, you I have the support of the community And then a few other trusted guys that I had across my Beside me, my friends and my colleagues because they helped me out putting up other competitions so we went to Delhi for the next year I came back to Bombay. so we have been doing it in Bombay since then but uh, so my role in the federation started after I did the first competition in 2015 so they knew that hey, this is a trustworthy guy with a credible figure in the country so everyone knows him and he, he can pull things off they knew because I had already done it one mm. so they gave me the role of a country leader initially I handled the operations and the development of the court and the community in the company. Through an event, competition, workshop, but that that is what my role initially was, and then once we did the next one and the one after that, the role it kept getting bigger because the, uh, the value and the the things that we were putting up year after year, those were growing in success. from one dance hall in Anderi East to one big big one of the biggest malls in the country. So that journey showed the association that the guys can handle things. Me and my uh, colleagues, the team can handle things. So then onwards, they gave me the responsibility of uh, Asia Pacific where I used to coordinate with the other country leaders and ask them and tell them this is what we need to do, this is what can be done. If they need any help, it's possible so we can connect them with the uh, local talent and local people over there. that, That is what the role is.
0: Yeah, just a platform where budding freestylers can come and show their talents basically.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. In short, that's exactly what you do.
0: Yeah, and also uh, you run your own Freestyle Football Academy. So what was the motive behind starting it?
1: yeah coming back to your first question the second question um, the influence of uh, tutorials and teachers uh, on YouTube that is what I wanted to do I knew a lot of things that I learned over the years it was something I could do in probably a year or two I didn't have to take four years from it. because there
0: was no proper guidance at that time yeah
1: it's, it's good to see things on YouTube and then copy it try to do and then copy it again fail. but then when you have someone right in front of you and they can tell you okay hey, no this that's a very different way of learning And it's a faster approach of love. Agreed, yeah That is what uh, we had in mind So my uh, friend Bonish and I we started this academy with this motive, and then it grew as the years went by from going by in the to 15, 16. At every stage, we had at least 15, 16 freestellers in the academy where they, when they learned something and then they went away, the other batch came in and then they learned. So, yeah, that was the entire motive to start the.
0: Yeah, and also that now you've seen a lot of freestyle footballing talent that is there in India. What do you think is the scope of freestyle football in India now, at least for the upcoming five to six years?
1: Five to six years are going to be good because the social media, the internet in general is just going bonkers. Everything that you put up on the internet is going to fetch you money, going to get you fame. And that in turn gets you more work, more recognition. A lot of people, a lot of freestylers also uh, sadly say that uh, people... Do the social media stunts and uh, things that have to go viral and videos that need to go viral,
0: not proper training. Videos. Content, yeah.
1: Content, yeah, that's that's what we call it. So nahi karna and then you should stick to freestyle, that's being a sellout. So, retail in the next 5-6 years is gonna be huge. You never know, a beginner from probably say a tier 2, tier 3 city would put up a video and then he would go viral. And suddenly a million new people know about retail football. So you can't really expect that this is what the time limit is, this is what the deadline that we have to reach from new people is gonna, it can happen today or tomorrow. But it's gonna happen, that's certain. Because it's a lot easier and it's a lot more accessible. I think everyone can get access to a football. And the best part is you don't need anything. Yeah, just a football. All you need is a ball. That's the tagline of uh, uh, for sport and uh, association. All you need is a ball.
0: Also, lastly, just ending this, uh, what advice would you like to give to budding freestyle football talent? As in, advice in terms of effort that they need to put. And also, what uh, should these guys do in order to transform it into a full-fledged career? For budding
1: freesiders, I'd say concentrate on your basic. Get your basics clear at least a uh, year, year and a half of training properly where you can actually pull off things and pull off different tricks and combos. After that, if you want to earn money, there are a million ways to earn money. You can perform, you can go on YouTube, you can run your own academies, so there are so many things that you can get money from. But if you're specifically looking for shows related to retail, I'll say, start contacting your event agency around you. In Bombay, it's a lot easier because it's a hub of entertainment. Moving to the lower tier cities also, so it's over there, and then build your profile, get a website, put up your videos over there, keep putting content. I can't stress enough on this girl. at this moment, a lot of people don't agree with it and are in disagreement. You should stick to stay true to root your roots, you can stay true to your roots and practice the hell out of it every day. But then, what needs to go up on the page should be a polished product that's what people are going to see and appreciate. And if people are going to like that, they're going to Approach you, hire you. So you gonna sustain yourself
0: from a, as a full be So that was some great advice from you. Thank you for being here on this show. You're welcome. Thank you, Anand. Yeah. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, thanks a lot.